Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday, we'll check in with the former Senator Bill Bradley. Won a couple of titles with the Knicks. Of course, was a great player, college player of the year, 1965 at Princeton and leading Princeton to the Final Four appearance. And a three-time Ivy League champ will join him coming up in a moment here. Japan beats USA in dramatic fashion, 3-2 to win the World Baseball Classic Shohei Otani against his teammate Mike Trout to end it. And this is how it sounded on Fox Sports 1. Otani's ready. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out. Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. Couldn't have planned it any better. As scripted, in fact, John Smoltz, who was there on the call for Fox Sports 1, said he could see where Otani could come in late in the game and face Mike Trout. He had hoped for that. I think we all did. But I thought it was a big win for baseball, certainly Japan, and Shohei Otani. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Seton, you want to give us an update on the poll results so far? Yeah, Danny, we got a new one that's special for this hour, too. Uh, do you, I threw up last hour, do you feel bad for Mike Trout? Mm. Uh, your options were yeah or absolutely not. Okay. 75% say absolutely not. I felt bad for him because he hasn't had many big moments. This is your big moment, and it's a tournament that was manufactured. He's had three playoff games. You got a world stage, and you're facing your teammate. So I did. I felt bad. I wish he would have put it in play, not striked, uh, struck out. Yes, he. See, I kind of thought of Mike Trout's teammates over the years when I saw him strike out last night because this is his <laughs> one big at bat pretty much in his entire career. Yeah. And for his whole career, he's been told, hey, it's not your fault. It's everybody else around you. It's not your fault your team stinks because you're awesome. You're great. It's everybody else that's holding you back. And he had this big moment and whiffed. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Hall of Famer and two-time champ with the Knicks, uh, the former Senator Bill Bradley joining us on the show. Bill, good to talk to you again. Uh, the passing of Willis Reed at the age of 80. What's your favorite story of Willis Reed that you can tell this audience? <laughs> well, I'm a rookie, and uh, Willis, of course, is the captain, and he only calls me by my last name, and that bothered me. He called everybody else by their first name, so I went to him and I said, Willis, how about calling me by my uh, first name like you call everybody else? And he pauses, 6'9", 240, looks down at me and says, okay, 
Bradley. <laughs> In other words, he was letting me know who the boss was. <laughs> Take us back to 1970 Game 7. When did you guys realize that Willis was going to play in that deciding game against the Lakers? Well, DeBusher says he knows that uh, he was going to take a shot. I, I didn't. So I didn't know he was going to play until he showed up on the court. And, uh, you know, I'm warming up and the Lakers are warming up and suddenly there's a rumble and the crowd, the building begins to shake. And I look out and it's Willis coming on and West, Baylor and Chamberlain have stopped their practicing and they're watching to see Willis walk on the floor. They want to see if he can uh, move at all because he's torn the abductor muscle. You can't lift your leg, supposedly. And um, then we get the the game begins. The first two times down, as it has it, Will stays under the basket, doesn't come out. Willis has an open 16-foot shot. He hits both of them. After that, the game's over. I mean, Clyde has one of the great, I think, the best seventh game in the history of the NBA. He scores like 36 points, 19 assists. And I remember I introduced him one day and I said, and Clyde Frazier scored 36 points, 19 assists. And he says, and, and nine rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't the MVP. Yeah. That they well, gave it to Willis. I think, I think that the, the MVP goes to the man with the courage and the total, uh, put his, his career on the line for his team. That doesn't happen often in sports, but it happened that day in that circumstance. Did you guys design plays? Did Red Holtzman design plays for Willis the first two times down against Wilt Chamberlain? No, it was just the fact that if Will, if uh, Wilt had come out, it would have been a contested shot. But, you know, Wilt didn't really come out. <laughs> can, you, can you describe what it was like to play against Wilt Chamberlain? Uh, well, he was a incredibly imposing uh, physical uh, specimen. I mean, you know, I, I as, a, as a forward would often reach back and try to knock the hand, ball out of the hand of the center, right? So when I reached back to try to w- knock it out of Wilt's hand, it was like hitting bri- a brick wall. And I, at one point, I even injured my shoulder trying to do it. <laughs> But he was, uh, you know, he was a uh, he was a tremendous player. But in you know, to my mind, I'd pick Russell over Chamberlain. That, that's the old that's the old uh, contest. But uh, you know, Wilt seemed to think that the answer to everything was a stat, and uh, I don't think that's what basketball is all about. What was it like to play against Russell? He's the smartest player I ever played against. He. Uh, got the best out of his teammates and he turned defense into offense and he was uh, you know somebody who really knew what was going through the mind of a player for example once we're I hit uh, like three in a row on Satch Sanders who's guarding me we get to a foul and Russell's on one side of the foul line I'm on the other and Satch is next to me and he looks at Satch then he looks at me and he says come on Satch <laughs> You can let that guy do it. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I thought about that for a while. <laughs> Russell's, <laughs> Russell's getting in your me, head. <laughs> which is what he wanted me to do. No, no respect. <laughs> uh, you're Princeton Tigers in the Sweet 16. Um, first of all, take us back. Was it the third place? Was it a consolation game when you scored 58? Uh, yeah, that was the third place game. What do you remember about that? Um, I remember that my um, teammates and my coach said, shoot the damn ball. <laughs> Why? Well, it was my last game. And they knew that I'd passed it a lot, you know, passed to them and so forth. And they said, shoot it. And, and so I did. And uh, didn't have a bad night. <laughs> but it's a third place game. So. Were you? Yeah, it's a third place game. Yeah. You know, they don't do those anymore. Uh, what I thought about, of course, was that we lost the night before, which is what uh, I'd want to be playing in the finals, not in the consolation. This Princeton Tiger team competing in, you know, what is the landscape of college basketball with NIL and, you know, big time money here. 
how surprised are you Princeton is here in the Sweet 16, given what college basketball is now? Uh, I'm very pleased. It shows that the dedication to the craft is paying off. In other words, they know the fundamentals, and they play unselfishly. They box out. They hit the open shot. They play good defense. Um, and I'm glad to see Mitch has got them at a point where they believe in themselves. And it couldn't be coming at a better time because Creighton won't be easy. Uh, no, no further game will be easy. Not that the past were easy either. They, they, they rose to the occasion. They showed real character in my view. When you were senator, did you have basketball games that you guys would play? Like congressmen, senators, any of that? They had, they had a gym in the House, not in the Senate. And uh, I, I went over to play basketball, I think, three times in 18 years. And each of the times was because I wanted somebody's vote that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you let them beat you to get their vote? No, 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 no. I, 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 don't, I don't remember what happened. I have no recollection. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. When you got to the NBA, did you guys have to buy your own shoes? Yeah, I bought my own shoes. I sent them to St. Louis, Missouri, to my mother's college roommate, who's a chiropodist who put big arches in them. I bought Converse All-Stars, sent to St. Louis, put the big arches in, returned to me. Yeah. Why didn't guys get sprained ankles back then, Bill, wearing the Converse All-Stars? Well, some people did get uh, sprained ankles, but uh, I mean, the Converse All Stars weren't terrible shoes at all. Yeah, but they didn't have any support there. I wore those high top Converse. Was that why you didn't make it in the pro? <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it in college, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I had a better chance of being a senator, I think, than uh, yeah, right. <laughs> playing playing college basketball. Uh, yeah. What do you think about your Knicks today? I like the way they're playing. I mean, I hope that they, uh, you know, make it into the playoffs and go uh, have, a, have a great playoff. Do you have any memorabilia left from uh, your Knicks days winning the championships? You keep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of memorabilia. What do you got? Uniforms, warm-ups, um, rings. Uh, although I've only, I, I, I misplaced one of my championship rings. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't find it, but uh, that's just only a testimony to my own messiness, not to. Is it in the house somewhere, though? Yeah, I would, I would assume it is, yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know, we have to have an investigation here. Well, you don't seem too unnerved. Uh, by the way, I, I, I have about 27 pairs of my old Converse, if you're interested. I would love to have a pair. <laughs> Could I put a pair in the man cave? Yeah, by all means. Okay. Uh, as long as you autograph them. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to – I'll put you on hold. Can we do that? And I'll get uh, – I'll give you the address. Can I do that? Yeah. Let me – before you go, let me just show you this picture here. Okay. That's a picture of me jumping in Willis's arms. That was 73? 73 championship right there. Was that more special than 70? Uh, well, 70 was the mountaintop. 73 was, I had more fun playing that year than any year that I played basketball. Uh, the team was great. Earl arrived. Jerry Lucas arrived. Willis was still there. Barnett still had some uh, moves. Uh, so that was, to me, the most enjoyable year. 70 was a championship. It was great. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of tension. It hadn't been there before. But now we knew what it was and we knew how we could get there. And uh, we went out and did it. More interesting to watch Earl the Pearl Monroe or, or Clyde? They're different players, and they bring different things to the game. Uh, Earl's virtuosity was improvisation, and Clyde's uh, strength was fundamental basketball with great quickness with his hands, and particularly on steals, and a willingness to... Uh, he played at a, at a pace that seemed slightly slow, but wasn't. You know, it was like Oscar Robertson. Played at a pace that he, he paced it the way he wanted to pace it, and he got the shot he wanted, which was really important. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard does that. Luka Doncic, they, 
they almost slow the game to the pace that they want to play. It's like everybody else is playing, uh, you know, rock and roll, and they're playing jazz when yeah, they're out there. I think to a certain extent that's true. Um, but a lot of times we did this without the ball, with, without the player having the ball. The ball was moving. It wasn't me holding the ball, but the ball was going from one player to another, and, but we weren't rushing the pass. How good a player was Phil Jackson? Phil was a good player. He, he was, uh, you know, he was on our 73 championship team. He was the backup uh, forward. And uh, he uh, had a great hook shot. And he was a competitor. People say, well, did you see Phil Jackson's uh, coaching future yeah. as a player? The answer is yes. He was, uh, he, you know, a student of the game, unselfish, uh, studied opponents and his, his teammates was dedicated to uh, defense, which means positioning. And um, I could easily see how he would have, would become a uh, great coach. When's the last time you shot a basketball? Oh, God. So about uh, before the pandemic. Okay. Like uh, 2019. Don't you miss that feeling, just taking a couple of jumpers and just hearing yeah, yeah, hear the no, net? I I, uh, jumpers, I don't know about. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Set shot. Shooting, Set. shooting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss it. And, you know, sometimes, uh, at least until the pandemic, I would go down alone in a court and just shoot. And I'd go through the usual routine. I no longer hit 15 in a row from five spots, but I'd say if I hit, you know, 10 out of 13, I'd be satisfied at 15 feet. <laughs> Yeah, I love doing it. I love solo. I like just going out. There's something about just sort of going into a vacuum and just shooting hoops and letting everything else fall to the wayside. That's very true. There's a there's a rhythm to the bouncing of the ball, the movement of the arms, the follow through, and then when you are rewarded with that magic sound, swish. I know. No better sound. Like no, except for a golf ball going in the hole. That one's up there too, but. I wouldn't know about that. Uh, thanks again. I know, uh, obviously, mixed emotions I'm, here with Princeton and Willis, but uh, it's great to I talk really to you. It really is mixed emotions. Uh, I, uh, I, when I heard about, well, I was actually walking through Central Park yesterday morning, and I got a call from Gail, Willis's wife. And when she told me he had passed, you know, I sat down on a rock and cried, literally. And um, he was a man of great dignity and strength and tremendous friend to me for many years. I'll miss him. You rarely heard a bad word about him. I mean, and, and even if you did. Unless your name, unless your name was Rudy LaRusso. Oh, that former San Francisco warrior? Yeah, that's the guy he knocked out. In yeah. a, in a, in a <laughs> but Rudy probably had it coming to him, Bill. I don't know. I don't know. Knowing Bill, you know, knowing Rudy, I mean, he was an instigator, though, wasn't he? Well, he went to Dartmouth. What do you expect? <laughs> he couldn't get into Princeton, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for joining okay. us. And uh, I look forward to getting a, a pair of those Converse. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Bill. That's uh, the uh, former Senator Bill Bradley, Hall of Famer, won a couple of championships with the Knicks. You go back. Uh, Player of the Year, 1965, led Princeton to the uh, Final Four. And was a very good NBA player. But he had a, a style, a feel for the game that fit with what the Knicks were going to do. The Knicks would always make the extra pass. They played defense, they made the extra pass, and it didn't feel like there was a star system there. It, it just felt like DeBusher one night, uh, you know, Earl Monroe one night, Walt Frazier one night, Willis one night. Jerry Lucas. Jerry Lucas is one of the first true great shooting big men in the history of the game. When you look at a guy, you know, perimeter jumpers, 15 to 18 feet, Jerry Lucas would be shooting threes now. That's how good a shooter he was when uh, he came out of Ohio State or made himself into a great deep shooter. Him and Dan Issel are two of the better deep shooting big man that I remember. Yeah, Paul. I think it's real fascinating for guys like us who weren't around for Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell to hear a guy who played against him be candid and say, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain was about the stats. Yeah. And because 
he's not making that up. It's not an opinion. It's, mm. it's a fact when, when he says it. And that was really enlightening. Let's take a break. Uh, thanks for uh, tracking him down, Fritzy. That was a treat for me to talk to uh, Bill Bradley. All right, uh, we're back after this, Stan Patrick Show. Every week we talk about our friends at Panini America. We just had the prism cards that Seton brought out, and everybody got some uh, great cards except for me. But there's something for everybody in those Panini trading cards. It's just the Dan Eds somehow got, like, really, really, really special cards. Yeah, I got a prism break card. Yeah, I didn't. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I didn't get no it. No big deal. Yeah, I didn't get it. Todd got Devontae some. Adams. Yeah. It's all sparkly and blue and awesome. Make sure you check out the newly released NFL Mosaic, the Prism Cards, NBA Hoops, and uh, more of your favorite Panini brands. Now is NFTs, by the way, the only platform where you can win physical versions of your NFTs. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one one NFTs from every pack. And it's great when we get the, the uh, package, and I have to tell the Danettes, do not open it until I tell you to open it. Visit PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Here you go, Todd, your favorite artist. You're bringing it home now. <laughs> High school. Up. <laughs> uh, make you look like a fool. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Springsteen's on tour. Maybe we could uh, we could get him come in. Didn't do the bracket challenge. At least he can do is uh, maybe. Did you uh, swing reach out by. to Springsteen to do? <laughs> I 
I wanted my boss bracket. So I could share it with you guys. I go, look at this, the boss. Springsteen. Well, you did reach out to just about everybody. If Natalie Portman can't do it, maybe Bruce Springsteen can. <laughs> did you reach out to Taylor Swift to do a bracket? I did not. I thought that was just going to be 10 billion followers, whatever. That wasn't going to happen. But I did think we had a shot at all the other ones. No, no, we didn't. Oh. But, you know. I like to believe that we do. I want to go see Taylor Swift on tour. Yes. So I just heard about Taylor Swift's show that she's doing now. Over three hours. is It's over three hours. She does something like 45 songs or something. That's yes. very Bruce Springsteen-like. Yes, okay. He, he goes for hours. If you said I could go see Springsteen or Taylor Swift, I'm going for Taylor. I'm going T-Swift yes. all day. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Paul. Bruce Springsteen, Saturday, April 1st, Madison Square Garden, and the next night at, uh, at in Brooklyn he's playing. You Tickets are available. What do you think the best ticket price is right now? Closest to the hole. They get in the spring scene at Madison Square Garden. Closest to the hole. $350. Oh, I'm giving that to you. It's $352. Wow. Oh, okay. And in the contest, yeah, it's uh, Section 320, Row BS3. That's not even like that. Bruce BS. Springsteen, yeah. Row BS. Ooh, semi-obstructed view. Yeah. <laughs> semi-obstructed. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. The stage tickets right in front of the stage are general admission. So... Ooh, I don't like that. Get ready but, for that mosh pit. But yeah. There's only like 30 rows of general admission of the best seats in the house. They're 3,000 apiece. And whoever, first come, first serve. But only 30 rows. The rest of the place is fixed tickets. Mm. Yeah, I don't like when there's a mad rush to the stage. Want to compare ticket prices? T-Swizzle? I'm going to say T-Swift is a lot more money. Whole place. Okay. But yeah, it's like she has 17 wardrobe changes and it's over three hours. And there's a band opening. Uh, Paramore. Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, Phoebe Bridgers is on yeah. some dates. I know Paramore is opening, yeah. but I mean, they'll probably do a 45-minute set. Oh, do you know who went to see Taylor Swift the other night? Anybody want to guess? Friend of the show? J.J. Watt. <laughs> Husband of the year. Yep, yep. He uh, tweeted out that he was there and uh, you know couldn't believe all the... Uh, Oh, three, over three hours. In. It's probably an awesome show. Yes. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Get to hear Taylor's version on some of those songs. Yes, Paul. Okay, Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, boy. Okay. They're hard to get at any price. I don't think you can get them. I think the whole tour is sold out. It's sold out on her website. Yeah. You can get, let's okay, she's playing um, East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife. Yeah. The best price I can get you in for is 900 bucks. And that's row. That's section three forty-five. Ouch! I think you maybe they'll see her shoulder from that area, from where the angle I'm looking at. Nine hundred is your best price. Yeah, when you say, "Oh, I I went to see Taylor Swift," it's I went to hear Taylor Swift because you might not see her with those seats on the monitor. You could see her. Thank you, Todd. I can get you row sixteen for thirty-six hundred a piece. A piece. Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. Yeah, Marv. Don't you think stadium tours are just bad ideas? Do you think it's just a bad idea? Why? It just looks like it's just too big. But that's more people who get a chance to see an artist. Barely. Okay. The $900 in row 819. The best concert I went to where they somehow made a huge stadium look intimate. Do you guys want to guess? Paulie? Rolling Stones? No, stop me up. That's just an excuse for you. Yes, to do I know. <laughs> Tesla, five man acoustical jam. Oh, no. Okay. Todd? Your Britney Spears concert. Oh, uh, no, I had great seats for that. That was off to the side. Yeah, the adult section. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> adult yeah. section. <laughs> that, uh, there were plenty of seats available in the adult section Parents when, over I went, here. Yeah, when I went to see Britney Spears solo. Yes, Marv. Fish? No. They don't play stadiums. They play the yeah, garden they, they like played. 18 yeah, they played the days garden. in a row. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a big deal. They could, they could sell out the garden for a month. Yeah. They could can just keep playing for, you know, 30 days. U2. U2 had the heart. Oh, yeah. And they somehow made it an, an intimate concert. And it was, I saw it at the, in Chicago. And the, the heart where people were inside and the band would go around, you know, outside on, on the heart. Uh, so they were in the audience, deep into the audience. So they go back on stage. It, it was it, extremely well done. Yes, Eden. That uh, tour, I had seats inside the heart. 
Yeah, for uh, the U2 concert. Uh, but it was the same day as my brother's wedding. <laughs> well, there, you, oh. you would stand in the heart. So you missed your brother's wedding? It, it was close. It was close. It was close. I was with a friend, and uh, we're in the, in the heart for U2. And we went all the way to the back of the heart. And he said, why, why aren't we trying to go upstage? And this is when, uh, who, uh, who opened up? Uh, oh, uh, the brothers, Caleb and uh, uh, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon yeah, opened yeah, yeah. up. The other time I saw him, Muse opened up for him. But I'm at the back of the stage, the inside part of the stage, the heart. And my friend goes, why aren't we up there? I said, you want to be right here. And all of a sudden, they played a couple of songs. They're right above us. You had Bono and uh, Edge. Edge is using his guitar almost like it's a knife or a weapon going after Bono. It was, it was great. It was really pretty spectacular. Yes, Paul? You guys ever go to a concert and the opening act band was like a nobody, but you saw them when they were still a nobody and they became big? Kings of Leon that and was, Muse. Yeah. Or yeah. oh, they weren't big yet? I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so. If they were, they were right on the cusp. I remember Muse sounded incredible. You know, it was like, wow. Yes, he You have to be a certain kind of band to fill an arena. You know, Muse can do that. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift can do that. But you have to be a certain, just a massive, massive production. Yes, boy. Rolling Stone has a list of concerts. Stop me up! Where, and it's, it's big name bands, and they had a somewhat of a nobody who became huge. Uh, Stevie Wonder opened for the Rolling Stones in like, when he was very young, he was just becoming a solo tour. Guns N' Roses opened for Aerosmith in 1988. Ooh. A year later, they had the number one. That would have been that would have been good. Same, same year, Guns N' Roses opened for Motley Crue. Oh, killed have gone to that. Did Hendrix open for the Beatles? Does that sound even plausible? Checking. Okay. Prin- in 1980, Prince opened for the Rolling Stones. Ooh. Dang. Man. Yeah, Marv. Prince also opened up for Rick James. Imagine that tour. <laughs> the, the after parties just alone. Yeah, but I don't know if Prince would have indulged in that. I, I got the one you're looking for. In 1966, Jimi Hendrix opened up for the Monkees. Oh, damn it. Yeah, he broke through with a single Purple Haze in the summer of 67. Darn it. Just months before, he, he agreed to do some shows for the Monkees, yeah. which was a TV comedy TV show. And not everybody played their own instruments in the Monkees. You know, Mike Nesmith, I think, was, and I think his mom invented or dad invented liquid paper. And uh, he was, he, he wore the, uh, the beanie. Uh, he had a, always had his hat on. Uh, Mickey Dolan's, uh, Davy Jones, and Peter Tork. And then Peter Tork's brother was a running back, Eric Torkelson for yes. the Green Bay Packers. Look at you. Yeah. Deep dive. Yeah, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix did an interview. He said he was booed off the stage the four nights <laughs> he opened for the monkeys because it was a bunch of like teenagers of wanting course. to see the monkeys. Yeah. And yeah. he's doing his thing. Yes. Which was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, mature. Excuse me. Mature. Wow, I kiss this guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Play last train to Clarksville already. Yeah. Pleasant Valley Sunday. I don't know how we got on this. Marvin, you have no idea what we're talking about. I am lost on Jimi Hendrix opening up for the monkeys. I don't even know who the monkeys are. I know who Hendrix is. Why don't you Google them? Uh, it takes, takes work. They had an unbelievable TV show. They hit with the monkeys. They had a, they had a, it was a you know, fictitious band, and, but they made real songs. I think they had a cartoon also, like they did with the Globetrotters. They were that big. Mm. Thank you, Todd. An animated series or something. Yes, I know. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I think we're talking about Springsteen not filling out a bracket and then going to a Taylor Swift concert. Yes, Marvin. I was just going, Oh, you were. We're all now. We do this all day. Where all day. Just random where we'll go, as Todd does his Springsteen in person. We're going to go home now. Bring it home. All righty. By the way, uh, John Morant held a press conference. He is, I guess, coming back tonight. Could come back as early as tonight. And uh, he talked about what happened at the strip club in Denver. 
I made, you know, a terrible decision, but being away from, you know, my team definitely, you know, what hurt me the most. I sent message to them, you know, apologizing and stuff, but it's better to, you know, talk to them in person. So finally being able to be back to do that definitely, you know, helps me out a lot and, you know, make me a lot more comfortable. I don't know if he believes what he's saying. I don't know if he's saying because he thinks this is what he needs to say or we want to hear. He also had this to say. I'm going to always be Ja. I won't change, you know, for anybody. The only problem with me right now is, you know, just getting into, you know, a space mentally that, you know, I'm very comfortable in and, you know, I feel good at it. Um, that's why I made the decision to, you know, take the time away um, and, you know, go to counseling and that helped me learn, you know, a lot of things. And he said he went for stress, not alcoholism. And, and I had wondered, I had been given a heads up that, you know, this might be alcohol related that he was going to take this time away. He came out and said, no, it's stress. It wasn't alcohol. Um, it's a throwaway line, I think. I don't know if he knows that he said, hey, I'm not going to change. I'm, you know, I'm going to be jaw. No, you got to change. You do. You can still be jaw, whatever that means to you, but you got to start changing some of the things. Now, he may go kicking and screaming and say, I don't want to change for anybody. But, and, 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 and in fairness to him, he might say, this is how I got here, by being myself. But feels like as you move forward, there better be, we better smooth out some of these edges here. Because maybe it's just smoke. But eventually, if it becomes a fire, then we got a really, really big issue. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. Not this family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Former Celtic great Paul Pierce will join us on the program. Some people are uh, emailing and tweeting concerts that they saw where the opening act was a big deal. Taylor Swift opened for George Strait. Also, um, Bruce Springsteen opened for the Allman Brothers in Asbury Park, New Jersey, 1970 or 71. One of our listeners uh, sent an email too. I'm trying to think if I saw anybody else that, at the time, I didn't know. I saw the Rolling Stones and Tower of Power was unbelievable band, but they weren't a big-time band. I just remember they sounded so great. Yeah, Paulie? That one we were talking about Prince opening for the Rolling Stones in 1980. Yeah. Prince did an interview about it years later, and he said all the fans were there, obviously, to see the Rolling Stones. They pelted me with... Fruits and vegetables, which I was surprised that they had brought into the stadium. <laughs> I left after 15 minutes, but then I came back the next night and did a full set. And there's no video of either set. I saw Counting Crows, and they opened up for John Mayer. And this is when John Mayer, and John Mayer was a bigger deal than the Counting Crows at the time. I saw him in Irvine, California. And uh, it was a good show. Your body's a wonderland. Yes, Mark. Did he sing Daughters? No, no, not at the time. He hadn't written that. A lovely song. Yes. Yeah. You know he hates singing that concert. Probably. He has to. Yeah. But but it's like Darius Rucker has to sing Wagon Wheel for the rest of his career. But that, that song's fun. He, he's no, I, I, I mean, it's a big deal, but you've got to play that every, every time. And one time I saw him and I told him that prior to the show, I go, you got to play wagon wheel tonight. He goes, I know he started singing it. He turns to look at me side stage and he flips me off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I flipped him off back. I'm like, yeah, you got to play that. Yeah. Hold my hand there. But then he got home and he was just like, you know what? This has something. Yeah, he looked what, around. Yeah, he put home? on his Ric Flair robe and yeah. was like, "You know what? Yeah, this picked, actually isn't so bad." Picked up some of his Grammys, you know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I think I could uh, survive four minutes of singing "Wagon Wheel." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this day in sports history, Paulie got a bunch from 1888. The EPL, the English Football League, was established. Dan, mm. 1904, a patent was issued for the baseball catcher, the catcher's mitt, mm. which was different than the regular mitt. Here's a big one. 1967, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his heavyweight title for refusing to be inducted into the U.S. Army. We talked about that earlier. Big one for you. 1969, UCLA beat Purdue to become the first college basketball team to win three straight NCAA titles. They blew out Rick Mount and Purdue, and Lou Alcindor was the MVP. Yep. Outstanding. Most outstanding. 1994, the NFL announced the addition of the two-point conversion. It was Mm -hmm. the league's first scoring change in 75 seasons. Oh. All right. And, of course, 1986, Michael Jordan is held to eight points in a loss to the Cavs. They only played, what, 14 minutes, and he was coming back from an injury. That was the only game in his career where he didn't score in double No four. excuses. Literally one foot. <laughs> Overrated. Got to get at least 15 points there. Thank you, Tom. Uh, let's see. Tobin in Ohio. Hi, Tobin. What's on your mind today? Hey, uh, first-time caller, long-time viewer, 5'9", 200. All right. Um, I was just wondering with the the talk about the Cam Newton and seeing his path and his discussion of his path, how this is hurting maybe the marketability of guys like a Lamar Jackson, maybe a Justin Fields, some somewhere in the future how they're going to go. I just just noticing that might hurt their path and 
Well, and I think if you're looking at, so Cam Newton is now 33. The drop-off that he had was around the same age, I believe, that Lamar Jackson is. Um, maybe a year away, maybe, maybe two years away. And yes, that would be a cautionary tale. I would think so. But I don't think you need Cam Newton to give the rest of the league sort of uh, open-eyed look here and go, uh, eventually, he's going to be a pocket passer or predominantly a pocket passer. And Chris Sims was with us yesterday, and he said, you know, he can be a pocket passer. People don't believe that, but Lamar Jackson can be a very, very good pocket passer. But I don't know if Cam was really auditioning or just, hey, not really auditioning, but if you're interested in me, I can roll left, throw right for 50 yards. And, of course, that's all we want in our quarterbacks now when we watch them at their pro day. Uh, did he roll left and, uh, and throw right across his body for 50 yards? Yes. He... Except the younger kids seem to be doing it for like 70. <laughs> well, Cam threw it, and it was like you could have had a fair catch. Like it, you could have signaled for a fair catch. It wasn't like, oh, man, he put that right on the numbers. And it feels like C.J. Stroud is going to be the number one overall pick. And as soon as we say that, I know ESPN has been saying that. Chris Sims says, by far and away, Chris Stroud should be, uh, CJ Stroud should be the number one quarterback. Then I see a report Panthers all in on Bryce Young. <laughs> going, one of these two things isn't true. But maybe they're trying to still create that, hey, if you like this guy, you better come up and get him. Hey, Houston, if you like him, you better come up and get him or the Colts or whoever it might be. Uh, final results of the poll question. Dan, final results of the poll question. We had up there, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, do you feel bad for Mike Trout last night? Okay. The World Baseball Classic. Yep. Uh, 75% said absolutely not. Okay. We also threw up there who was the big winner from last night's game and just baseball in general or the whole tournament. Rather. Uh, Tommy in Madison. Hi, Tommy. What's on your mind? Hey, Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. It's a six-foot, 205, a moonshine polish. Thank you so much. First things first, a big shout-out to Bill Bradley. Evidently, he lost one of his championship rings. We here in Wisconsin feel kind of bad for you. We lost a quarterback to a room without a light switch in it. So, you know, good luck Good luck finding that. But just what, what you were alluding to, the World Baseball Classic, I mean, when was the last time at the end of March with brackets, the NBA, free agency, that we've talked about baseball at the end of March? I mean, what's next year's follow-up going to be, bringing in Jim Brockmeyer? The, the MLB is getting a lot of attention, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it's uh, warranted. I think that there's rule changes. There's genuine momentum here, and these are things that are making the game better. Yeah, Paul. That guy was doing a set. He yes, he was. Like, working out his routine on yeah. it. Yeah, Fritzy, take note. You know, write down some jokes <laughs> there. Have. That's unnecessary talk. Not yeah. necessary. Not necessary. But get one in right before the end of the show. But you're done as a stand-up comedian. I didn't say that. I know you guys put Whoa. pressure on. <laughs> See, he's Jim Beheim in you right now. Okay. I think I'm going to be That's... a singer-songwriter instead of. A Are you going comic. to do a stand-up act at, we're, when we go to Vegas next year for the Super Bowl? You're putting too much pressure on me. I don't like to lock in a date. You know, that's how I get. It'll, if I decide, it'll be like a last-minute thing and. Uh, yeah, no, you know what? That, that's that's not the way to go towards a stand-up act. Is last minute. You know that this isn't. You know, I thought things went well in Minneapolis, and then they deteriorated oh, a little oh, bit in Atlanta. Okay. And then New York and LA was not good. Well, here's the thing: when we said you were going to be performing in Minnesota, Minneapolis, we had an unbelievable fan base. They were very there. supportive. Yes, I was very and, loose. I was up for like 17, 18 minutes, yes, just kind of ripping. Yes, and then when I started really focusing on it, it was just no. It it I. It depends on how popular we are in these cities. And uh, we weren't popular in New York, and it certainly did show that night at Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get much love from the uh, group there, including the people I work with, hearing you, like, you know, crunch on the ice of the ginger ale or something. Oh, hey, don't blame us. I'm not blaming Nobody was <laughs> laughing, and you could hear us. When, you could hear us crunching on ice. Once you start cursing or saying, am I right? Am I right, people? I can hear Seton digesting his meal. <laughs> and... And then to top it all off, the funniest part of Fritzy's stand-up act was McLovin tucked the uh, tablecloth into his pants accidentally, and then he stood up, and all the glasses, you know, fell on the floor. 
Now, if McLovin did that every time Fritzy was on stage, we'd have that would have helped a lot. Maybe if Fritzy had done that, you could have gotten a laugh That's there. What I should have done. Uh, see, do you know what the sponsor is here on what we learned? I seem to have lost my paper. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan, you're not still overpaying for razors, are you? In this economy, gross. Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shave shelf shave price. It is tough. It is that is tough. <laughs> top, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf <laughs> That's price. That's why I'm not touching that SH. Yeah, you're not Dollar doing Shave it. Club. Yeah, I use the the shave. Todd, shave what it's available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. Todd, what'd you learn today? Former senator and two-time champion, the next Bill Bradley, misplaced one of his title rings, but he thinks it's in the house somewhere. Yes. It'd be nice that you have two that you misplaced once. And he's going to send you a signed Converse. Seton, what did you learn today? Sonny Vaccaro has a, a fascinating place in sports history. Uh, Marvin. Fritzy might come back to stand-up. Mm. Paulie. Prince, open for the Rolling Stones. Todd, what did I learn today? We all learned you'd arrive at the Boston Garden three hours early to cover the NBA Finals just to watch Larry Bird warm up. What we learned brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Paul Pierce, former Celtic, joining us on the program tomorrow. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the all-around support. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.